This is your host, Terry Noland, and this is your community. Come on in, grab a seat, and strap in. This is your host, Terry Nolan, and today we are talking about proximity. Proximity in the area of literacy leadership. Here we go. You better strap in. When we think about literacy leadership, the thing that comes to mind for me is who am I learning from? Growth is important. Personal growth and development is important. We'll talk about that in a future episode, but today is all about who we are learning from. Now I'm going to throw a little bit of math your way. That math says this, that we are the sum of the people closest to us. We are the sum of the people closest to us in whatever area, whether it's our personal lives, whether it's in finances, whether it's in our thoughts and beliefs about education, whatever it is, we are the sum of the people closest to us in that area. So, for example, let me put this into a picture in your mind. Let's say that you are a fourth grade general education teacher. And in that fourth grade, you have colleagues that are also fourth grade teachers and you work and develop and you have a PLC that you engage in on a regular and a weekly basis and you learn together and you grow together but that's the only people you surround yourself with are other fourth grade colleagues. This is a great opportunity. And I'm going to tell you what, you need to be doing these things. But here's what I will say to you. If that's where you limit your learning, your understanding is just to other fourth grade colleagues, you'll only be the sum of the knowledge of the fourth grade colleagues. What about thinking about expanding your mind and your mindset to say, you know what, maybe I need to learn from some middle school colleagues. What are they expecting when my fourth graders finally get to them? Should I be learning from high school teachers? What are they expecting when my fourth graders get there? I need to be preparing my fourth graders to be middle school students and high school students. And the only way I can do that is to go and learn and be in the proximity of those middle school, high schoolers. What about leadership? If I'm gonna be a literacy leader, and I only stay in the context of working with my fourth grade colleagues, what am I going to do to learn and grow and get bigger? The only way my students are going to improve is if I get bigger. I can't get bigger unless I surround myself with people that are bigger than me. It's been said that if you are the smartest person in the room, you better get a new room. And you know why? Because if you're the smartest person in the room, nobody's pushing you. Nobody's challenging your thoughts, your ideas. Nobody's saying, go out there and get bigger. If you place yourself in the proximity of people that have more experience than you, have more knowledge than you, you're going to grow. That's why proximity is so important. Who you learn from matters. There is a proximity principle. 
and that who you learn from matters. And in the world of education, I've made it a mission of mine to think about who I am placing myself in the presence of. So I'm going to be giving you some ideas here. And I want you to challenge those ideas. And I want you to challenge yourself around those ideas. So in the world of education, I place myself in the presence of other people. I do this through webinars and go and join webinars from leaders around the country, superintendents, administrators, education experts in the sciences and research and brain development. And I sit at their feet and I listen and I learn and I soak it in. In this virtual world that we live in, this can be done through those webinars, through your ears, through podcasts, through books, getting those books in your hands, learning from these mentors, learning from these paragons, these icons in the education industry. Now, when it comes to these folks, you got to reach out and you got to learn from a lot of folks because in the world of being a researcher, I, I learned this in my PhD program, is that they said, you better hone in. You don't want to be known as a leader, an expert, a researcher of all things, because if that's the case, you'll not be good at any of them. You've got to be known for a very specific thing. And that's why in the world of education, I go and I look to people in certain areas. So like, if I need to learn about fluency, I am going to go sit at the feet of Dr. Jan Hasbrook. I'm going to learn from her, see what she has to say about fluency. I'm going to learn from a leader like Tam Rosinski. I'm going to sit at his feet with his content that he writes, with the blogs that he puts up. Um, if I want to learn about comprehension, I'm going to go and see what Dr. Timothy Shanahan has to say about that. What about orthographic mapping? If I want orthographic mapping knowledge, I'm going to go learn from David Kilpatrick. That's what these people are known for. They've spent their life's work in certain areas. Their research gets deeper. They learn, they evolve, they move that research along. And if I am going to get bigger in those areas, I've got to lean on the experts. And you might be saying to yourself, well, I don't know who those experts are. You know what? They're easy to find. They're easy to find. I'm going to give you a tip here that when I started my PhD program, mind blown. Let me tell you what, my mind was blown. And I thought to myself, why did nobody ever share this with me before? When you want to learn about something, what do we do? We go and we Google it. We type in that search bar, in that search engine. I want to learn about giraffes. And here we go. Now I get all this stuff about giraffes. But do you know from the mind of a scholar, the mind of a researcher, the mind of someone that wants to learn about evidence-based practices, don't just use the generic Google. Go to Google Scholar. Type it in. It is a search engine for research. When I found this site, when I understood what, what Google Scholar was all about, 
I started to look at who were the people that were popping up when you would type in fluency in reading, when you typed in phonological awareness, who were, who were writing the papers, who were their co-authors. And in those papers, go and read some those papers. And then in the bibliography and the references, go and look at those people because I'm going to tell you what, those people start to pop to the top and you start to see their names over and over and over again. You got to start searching with Google Scholar. I'm telling you, if you want to get rich, deep knowledge and understanding about different components of reading, of literacy. But here's what I'm going to say. Don't just go to the people that you always agree with. Don't just lean on the people that says, yes, this person supports my argument, so I am going to lean on their research. No, no. You know what? We've got to go to everyone. We've got to go to those that oppose our opinions. We've got to go to those that don't believe what we believe. The only way that I'm going to get good at being a literacy leader is understanding the perspective of others, of understanding where they're coming from. In my work, in my PhD program, this thick book and probably five inches is how thick this book was about theories in reading. I'm going to tell you what, that book is not for the lighthearted. But that book was transformational for me because it told me about the theoretical perspectives of different approaches to reading. And then I had to dig in and I had to figure about evidence-based practices that supported these theoretical underpinnings and then make some really tough decisions. Tough decisions in the fact that says, not that I'm going to sway from what the evidence is about, not that I'm going to sway from what the research about, but understanding where I stand in all of this. And I'm always going to lean on the side of the evidence and the research. So don't just go to those people you agree with. Look at the other folks that are saying things about reading instruction because it's important. And here's what I'll say, too, about that fact of we don't we don't want to commit a suicide so often that programs are mentioned to somebody and they immediately commit a suicide. They go off of what they've been told about that program rather than knowing from the, for themselves. A suicide is saying I have made assumptions about some something without knowing for myself. So if you're going to talk about a program, talk about a program, let's say that I'm trying to discover as a school leader that fits the needs of addressing what word decoding is all about, don't commit a suicide. Review, study, dig in, lean on the experts. That's what needs to happen. We all need to take a critical eye. And I've got to say that, that I'm excited. I am fired up. I'm pumped up because David Kilpatrick, who most people know him for his work around orthographic mapping, orthographic awareness, phonological, phonemic, he's actually speaking as a keynote speaker at our Spotlight on Dyslexia conference about how to think and look critically. 
As a researcher, the first thing that you need to do when you've written an argument is you got to blow it apart. And you got to say where the fallacies are and you got to say what's wrong with it. And you got to say where it's messed up and how we can improve. We need to do that as literacy leaders. We need to look at our programs. We need to look at our interventions. We need to look at our strategies, lean on the experts, put ourselves in the proximity of these people and use that critical eye. We don't want to commit a suicide. Not at all. Now let's move to uh, thinking about who am I putting myself in the presence of outside of the realm of education. One of the greatest travesties that I have seen in education, and I wrote about this in my dissertation, is that we haven't relied on understanding the teacher as as human beings, as their ability to walk in the classroom and not only teach our students, but who they are, the fabric of their being, who makes them up, building up their self-efficacy, the belief in themselves that they can affect outcomes for students, that they, that they need a drink of coffee and need to go to the bathroom. We are talking about human beings here. And when we talk about human beings, all the things that we talk about for our students, social, emotional growth and development and learning, uh, self-efficacy, the uh, executive functioning skills, educators, we need self, uh, we need executive functioning skills. These are skills that we all need. We need leadership principles. We need things like grit and determination. This is the whole educator and we can't leave that out. So. I don't look at just what we're learning about how to teach a diagraph TH or how to teach the comprehension skill of inferencing. We got to look at you, the person, who you are, the fabric, the being of who you are. So who are you placing yourself in the proximity of? Now, once again, just like in education, here. Who are the experts that I want to learn from? I'll give you some of mine. I learn from, from different experts in the field. I John Maxwell, his leadership principles. Kat Cole, she's the CEO of Focus Brands. Uh, I learned from Steve Harvey, who is an icon in the entertainment industry. But he's a leader. I want some of his leadership qualities and skills. So you know what? If he's delivering a message, if I go and I watch YouTube videos, I learn from experts that I want to grow in because you are the sum of the people around you. If you want to get big, you got to be around big people. So if you want to pull through and execute on something really big in literacy, transforming your classroom, your school, your district, your community, you have to put yourself in the proximity of people that are bigger than you. Because here's what's going to happen. If you do those things, it's inevitable, inevitable what the outcome will be. The outcome will be is that opportunity is going to start to come your way. 
Opportunity is going to come and that's going to create momentum because people are going to see in you that you are bigger, that your knowledge base is bigger, that your thinking is bigger, that your actions are bigger, that you are moving the needle on literacy and reading outcomes and people want to be around big. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. Opportunity is going to be there, but you know what's going to happen in this journey. I'm, I'm just telling you right now. So be prepared for it and be ready because you're probably going to feel like an imposter. You're probably going to feel like, oh, wait, wait, I'm, I'm not this big name that's published all these papers. I'm not this big industry expert that does all these things, that has all of these years of experience. I'm an imposter. Nobody's going to believe me. You better just wipe that imposter syndrome right off your shoulder. Toss it right off the back of your shoulders and leave it behind. You're not an imposter. You're a grower. You're placing yourself in the proximity of people and learning from them, leaning on them. And that's what encourages change. That's what inspires change. Don't feel like an imposter. I remember when I first started learning about phonemic awareness, phonological awareness. These were foreign words to me. They came out of my mouth and in my stomach. There's all these butterflies of, am I saying the right word? Am I saying the right thing right now? I don't know. But if they never would have come out of my mouth, I never would have gotten comfortable with them coming out of my mouth. You got to roll those words around in your mouth. You got to, and here's the thing about it. The reason why you can just brush that imposter syndrome right off your shoulder is because you're leaning on the experts. You're leaning on the people that you've put yourself in the proximity of. You lean on them, right? So guys, listen, if you're going to be a literacy leader, think about proximity and be intentional. Don't, and I should say, don't just think about proximity, act on proximity. Next week, who are you going to learn from? Whose video on YouTube are you going to watch? What are you going to listen to on a podcast? What article are you going to read? What book are you going to pick up? Where are you going to go on Google Scholar that starts to drive you down a path of these education experts? Don't just think about proximity. Act on proximity. Guys, thanks for strapping in. I'm so excited you're here. Let's continue to learn and grow together. Thank you for going on the journey today. Thank you for being present. Thank you for continuing to grow and learn. If we are going to make an impact on education, create significance in the lives of our students, we need you. If you want to learn more about Learning Ally, visit us at learningally.org and be a part of a transformational community.